This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and I'm here to detail for you the Raptors' Game 5 loss at the hands of the Warriors in Scotiabank Arena. 106-105, Kyle Lowry's last shot was blocked by Draymond Green, went out of bounds, and that was it. This game was, in short, it was honestly, this game was an absolute debacle. There were so many things that went on in this game. The ups and the downs, like unbelievable high when it came to Kawhi Leonard's 10-0 run. Those 10 points were crazy and the the shatteringly horrible low when Kevin Durant re-injured his right calf and the, the Raptors fans cheering when that happened, waving goodbye. And I know there's different optics. Some people arguing, yeah, it changed right away. But regardless, it's a horrible look. It's a terrible look. And it really, it took the energy out of the game. And the Raptors, this game was filled with so much complacency on their end. And it was like, it was kind of unbelievable. Because on the one hand, it was an extremely gritty and impressive Warriors win. But the game was waiting in the balance for the Raptors the whole time after KD went out. 
it was right there for the taking for the whole duration once once Katie was injured. And the unfortunate thing is you could tell that there was this nervous, guilty energy in the crowd after everyone realized what had happened. The players telling the crowd to stop, the crowd eventually regaining that self-awareness that they just cheered Kevin Durant's injury and then kind of being quiet for a long time and the Raptors playing on this neutral floor instead of this raucous, world-renowned fandom. And it's crazy the way that that injury shaped the game, not only from you know a playstyle standpoint that the Warriors had to really drag this thing through the mud to get there, but that the Raptors were in the mud too. The Raptors had all the potential and all the weapons to, to use to to not play this game in the mud. You saw it for brief stretches that they could have just taken this game and ran with it. And it's shocking, shocking that they didn't. And the play, 8 of 32 from 3, you have Kyle Lowry passing up wide open three-pointers to Pascal Siakam for open three-pointers. Why? Kyle, you have to shoot it. And he did. He hit one later. He was one for six, though. And little things like that. After the Kawhi Leonard, ten the ten points that he surged and just grabbed, he did airball the shot against Clay. Yes, but after that, the Raptors, when he passed out of the doubles that came his way, they didn't shoot. And then you had Kyle Lowry on that one of the last possessions of the game. He had he could have went off the backboard. He could have taken a shot, but he threw the ball all the way across his body into the backcourt. Little things like that. It's just. You just take the shot. Fred Van Vliet, as an example, has spent a great deal of these, you know, the past two rounds of the playoffs just taking the shot. He's an NBA player. When he shoots it, there's a decent chance of it going in. Just put the damn thing up. Kyle Lowry passing out of that stuff. The Raptors playing passive just gifted this game to the Warriors. The Warriors went on that 9-0 run. It was horrible. Because the Warriors were playing like, oh, we're good players and we shoot the ball. The Raptors were playing like they had to get a dunk, otherwise the ball just might fly out of their hands. It was kind of ridiculous. I just, what a frustrating end because they had the game, they had the championship, and they squandered it with this puny, scared type of play. And they were, it's clear, you know, it's a cliche, but playing not to lose versus playing to win. And then just this sloppy defense that was all over the game for the whole game. When KD was in the game, they actually played great defense. The Warriors were just making a ton of shots. They were they came out like gangbusters, right? And KD was hitting all of his shots. He was 3-for-3 three three from downtown at the point he got injured, I'm pretty sure. He was playing awesome. It was a fun game. Like KD coming back in this series makes it way more competitive because the Raptors had been demonstrably better than the Warriors to this point. If KD doesn't play this game, I think the Raptors, they understand the Warriors' parlor tricks, and they just shut it down. That's what made this game so unbelievably frustrating. It was terrible to watch because the Warriors, they weren't doing, they were just getting points off of gaffes, mental gaffes on the Raptors' behalf you you have Pascal Siakam fronting DeMarcus Cousins and no help not even on the weak side but below the free throw line obviously they're just going to lob it in there to DeMarcus Cousins you have a lineup without Klay Thompson or Steph Curry in there and you're giving points 
layups to that lineup. These are mental gaffes. That these are just mental mistakes you can't make. It's the finals. It's the NBA finals. You can close them out. Forget the guilt by association with the fans for cheering KD. Stop playing scared. Play good defense. Play the same gritty way you played all series, but they didn't. They played, for the first time in a long time, stupid. The Raptors played really stupid on the defensive end. It was shocking. And to start the fourth quarter, when they didn't, they played even for those minutes without Draymond or Steph on the floor. That is an absolute indictment of this game. You only have Klay Thompson out there with a ragtag group of guys, and you're playing them even. The Raptors have Kyle Lowry out there. Kyle Lowry, his floor game in this one, outside of his three-point shooting, was terrific. He was a genius setting up his teammates for, for baskets. He was awesome in the pick and roll. They had so much success in that play type, but it just they didn't play smart enough. They have all the tools to win. That's why they beat the Bucks. That's why they won three of four against the Warriors. They haven't played perfectly. They haven't shot the ball immensely well against either the Bucks or the Warriors. But what has happened? They've had a reverence for each possession. They play smart, and they know that it's going to come back around. What happened in this game, they wasted too many possessions that when regression came back around, it was for the Warriors. That's the thing. And I say all this. And I think that the Raptors are going to win in Game 6. I just think this game was so ugly and stupid and sad and disappointing. And I sound like an emotional fan, and there there is an aspect to that. But just as even if I tried to be objective, there are a lot of people who are saying, like, this game was an incredible game. And there are some people saying, like, this was a horrible game. I fall into the latter. I thought this game was horrible. I didn't find it particularly fun to watch because it was grimy and the Warriors only scored on defensive mistakes it wasn't like playing better offense it was just failing to locate rebounds the ball getting shoveled out to wide open three-pointers and just three-point shooters mind you things of that nature it was just what a what a disappointing game to watch and there's so much so many fun things to be had from this game like Marcus All was terrific. Marcus All was lifting the Raptors on offense in the first, it seems like, three quarters. He was their leading scorer before, you know, Kawhi went ballistic and completely went on that, what I thought was going to be game-changing 10-0 run. The game was waiting in the balance. Everyone thought that this was a Raptors game, and to give up that 9-0 run at that point in the game is abysmal. It's inexcusable. You had the championship and you you pussyfooted it away. You gave it up just like that. So, man, so disappointing. And I'm having trouble being super objective right now. But as far as things the Raptors did wrong was stupid fouls, stupid mental mistakes. And most of all, just gifting the Warriors easy baskets that they did not at all deserve. It's terrible that's the thing the Warriors they're gonna hit shots 
but you don't have to give them easy baskets like you did. And that's where the game was won and lost tonight because the Warriors, they can't actually score the ball that well if KD isn't in the game. We saw their their offense was clicking, man. It was going when he was in the game. He was killing it. And the Warriors offense with that spacing was doing great things. When he's not out there, it's just not the same. Giving them a reprieve from your suffocating defense with these mental mistakes in a closeout game in the finals is so exhausting to watch because they've showed us how much better they are than that. And on offense, they they oh, just the missed shots. Pascal Siakam, you got to hit one, man. You got to hit one triple. That's Those are the rules. And Kyle Lowry, inexcusable for a player as cerebral as he is, as conscientious on the floor as he is, to be passing up wide open looks for himself to give to Pascal Siakam. Things like that are indicative of where the team is at. Kyle Lowry turned it around, but those things just can't happen. You see Draymond Green passing up triples to give it to Andre Iguodala. Think about how debilitating it is for the Warriors' offense. Then consider the Raptors have Kyle freaking Lowry doing that on the other side. That just can't happen. He's not Draymond Green. That's, that's all this is, is Kyle, who played a terrific floor game, was awesome attacking the rim. Just doing little things like that, where Kyle is usually winning every possession with the smart play, even if it doesn't always work out as the smart play, is making stupid plays like that, cramping the offensive spacing. And then the passivity that came once the Warriors clamped, clamped Kawhi, they doubled and trapped him. We all saw this coming, I'm sure. They doubled and trapped him after he went on his crazy inferno solar run. And the Raptors were so passive after that. I don't understand. They were so passive. The game was right there. So disappointing. It, and I say all this firmly believing that the Raptors are going to win by like 10 in game 6. I think they're going to close it out. But... Because they're a much better team. That's the thing that makes me upset. Is they're a much better team. And they're absolutely going to win game six. But they just let this one slip away because of this strange nervous energy that entered the game after KD. And then just giving up these easy baskets. Not taking advantage of obvious offensive advantages. And everything falling apart from there. And then giving up a 9-0 run to let the Warriors steal the championship. Not forever, but out of your hands for that night. And, you know, maybe there's an element of karmic retribution, right? Because maybe the fans, you could say the fans don't deserve it after the KD thing. That would be overly dramatic, obviously. If you want to make that case, whatever. Do your thing. But I got to tell you, it is a damn shame that they didn't take the game when it was right there for them. And it was right there for them in the most obvious way Ugh, terrible geez um mitchell robinson award antagonist award not even gonna go to the warriors goes to the fans who cheered katie's injury and thus you could feel the crowd was felt guilty after that because they didn't get loud they still had plenty of opportunities to but it just wasn't the same because you could tell there was this 
nervous energy, this guilty energy after what had happened. You, you could just tell, and the whole, it affected the whole rest of the game. It was insane. The Raptors should have been riding this raucous, insane crowd, but it just was not there at all. If it goes to Game 7, I'm sure they'll be good again, but in Game 6, the Raptors' crowd seems to be the real, uh, the real enemy. And by the way, not crowd, but the people who cheered Katie's injury. That's who. If no, if you're a person who was in the crowd and didn't cheer, perfect. Love you to death. Thank you for cheering throughout the game. If you're a person who was there and you were cheering KD's injury, what are you doing? Don't do that. That's a bad thing to do. The Raptors could have won this game with KD in it. They also could have won KD or won this game with KD out of it. But just, you don't cheer an injury. That's like the whole thing. It's one of the base moral principles of sports is that you respect everybody's agency on the court and you respect the the let's say not warriors mentality but the warrior mentality that they take to go out on the court and just as an aside i can't believe the warriors played him he got injured after like 11 minutes of gameplay how was he cleared that's insane and then i immediately and completely trust Kawhi Leonard's decision to not play on his leg in San Antonio. (sighs) The Reggie Evans Award, I'm going to give it to Kyle Lowry. I was lamenting the decisions he made, some of them. But just because it's emblematic of a larger problem that happened during the game. And, my God, but he was awesome. Kyle Lowry was really great in this game. You saw him chasing down long rebounds, which was a bit of a horrible thing for the Raptors at like a lot of points in the game. You saw him, he hit that massive three in in the fourth quarter. He was great driving to the rim. He put a lot of pressure on it. And yeah, he, he was awesome throughout the game. I thought he did a terrific job. And yeah, it's disappointing. Also, I just, Nick Nurse not taking that time out is a strange call, it seems. But anyway Uh, the top quick reaction comment is from digit king awful timeout by nn at the end of the game killed our momentum and it was completely unnecessary bah humbug yeah i the timeout he took when the warriors had like one timeout left with like five minutes and then a little bit later after Kawhi went absolutely inferno. The Raptors had all the momentum rolling, and Nick Nurse took a timeout for some reason. It seemed to kill the momentum. The crowd quieted down, and it was just... This whole game was a debacle. There were so many things that happened in it, and there were so many elements of great basketball. Kawhi's 10-point burst should be in the Hall of Fame because of how incredible that was. But because they played like garbage and were so unattentive and unaware or maybe too aware of the moment, they, they crumbled in front of it. And that huge, monstrous performance by Kawhi to come out and do that just gets thrown in the toilet. And the Warriors get to hit three threes in a row. You give up three threes in a row for a 9-0 run and you lose the damn game. It's a shame, man. It's an absolute shame. 
With that being said, I still think they're going to win game six. I think they have this series in the bag, and that's what makes this so disappointing is because, I'll say it for like the 18th time on this podcast, the Warriors can't score against this defense. You just have to be good and solid in your principles. They can't do it. The Raptors, stop giving them easy baskets. The mental mistakes. And I think the Raptors will be much better in Game 6. I do. And also, shout out to Kevin Durant. He was incredible in his time on the floor. Same with Kevon Looney. It's It sucks that they don't get to play. And it's impressive that they both risked their health because they wanted to play so bad and that they both played at such high level (sighs) thank you for listening and have a blessed day whenever you get around to it just just be good bye-bye we'll get back to your music shortly but first did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies you could literally drive across the street and get a different price that's crazy but with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. reported three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.